Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 47 of the Inside Out podcast. I am here with Michael Anderson, who normally opens the podcast, but I have usurped his role here this morning. He's kindly, uh, kind enough to let me do that, and I am going to ask him some opening dialogue questions here. And so, uh, and so Michael, how, first, how are you today? I'm good. I'm ready for this. I'm a little nervous. This is, you know, now I understand how you feel every week. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So you, because I've got a little trivia question for you. It's really actually fairly simple, but, um, but I, I, um, I understand you rode your bike into work this morning. Yes. Okay. Yes, That's about a 13-mile ride? Uh, a little over. Okay. Yeah. So, but, but here I saw something on Facebook the other day that said you are training for a half marathon. Yeah. So you're converting <clears throat> over, still biking, but you're starting to do some more running uh, as well. And you had logged your first longest run was, uh, not your first run, but your mm-hmm. longest run of seven miles. Yeah. So that's over a half a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. 13.1 miles. Yep. Excellent. And, um, and so why the conversion to running? Uh, I'm doing both. Okay. Still. So um, it's... Part of it is a new challenge for me. I had set a, a, a goal setting has been big for me as far as fitness and things like that. And so at the beginning of the year, I, I thought I was going to climb a certain amount of feet in a year. But mm. then um, our, our building for the future campaign came along. And I thought one of the ways that we can create some margin in our budget is if I ride my bike to work on a more regular basis. And mm. so um, I started doing that in early March again. And... Um, and have been doing that, and so I thought, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really, really go for the whole running thing. So I set a goal of, of 5,000 cycling miles and 500 running miles this year. And mm. so, do you uh, know where you're at right now, off the top of your head? Yeah, I'm at um, cycling wise, I'm at 2,700, and running wise, I'm at 300. So. so you're on pace, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you're yeah. on pace. Excellent. Good yeah. job. Good job for that. Yeah. Um, so longest run is that still seven miles? Still seven miles. I've okay. got a I've got an eight mile coming up next week. So we'll, okay, we'll see. Okay. Now I've got a friend that I grew up with. He was an ultra marathon runner, and I started get, getting into running. I when I was in you know, like high school and college, I ran to get in shape for other things. Yep. Whether it was football <laughs> or wrestling or whatever, but then I got kind of like forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Didn't really enjoy it. But then in my early thirties, I got back into running. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of just, it's very therapeutic. I've discovered that it's a very therapeutic thing for me. Mm-hmm. And so um, so I'd run, I'd typically work out in the evenings at the end of a day because I can just kind of have that detox. Yeah. Um, with the heat and everything, I've been working out in the mornings the last couple of weeks more than in the evenings because my garage is way too hot. <laughs> um, but... I found that running is, a, is really a good thing for me and... Um, and there was a time when I was doing a little more longer distance running. And so I had signed up to run a half marathon, but my personality is of such, I wasn't going to let that be the first time I ever ran a half marathon. Yep. So I actually ran uh, a 14 mile run, um, <laughs> just to prove that I could do it before the, the actual race. Yeah. And so that, that was my longest run, but I actually have not done hardly any running this year. By this time last year, I'd run over 400 miles. Yeah. But I have done very little. I'm doing circuit workouts now that are that are challenging for me. 
And that's been good for me. Yeah. I've been liking that. Yep. And Jesse and I have taken up the trail more. We're doing a lot more hiking. Yes. And she's loving that. And so I, because she's loving it, I'm, I'm loving it. So we've already had a couple of uh, several hikes, but also a couple of overnight backpack trips and uh, different things like that. So that's that's been really good. But this is the time of year now. Now we're into July. This is the time of year where I convert. Even if I had been running, I wouldn't be running a whole lot anymore. And I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, hiking the trails and such with a weighted pack, getting ready because hunting season is it's coming. By the way, I I was was in your truck the other day and I peeked in the back seat and I saw the backpack with rocks in it. So you're not lying. You're telling the truth. It's a bag of rocks. Yes. (laughs) And and uh, so I'm I'm uh, I'm getting excited about that. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so. okay. so before we get into the into the um, the meat of this matter. okay, you and I have a a funny little song that we're both familiar with yes that is kind of a fun song and it's it great and song. it comes from the movie oh brother where art thou and yes. which is a super corny show that you have to be in a particular mindset to watch um but if you're in that mindset most of the show is funny some of it's still not funny but yeah. most of it is there's some funny parts to it let's make a distinction it predates okay. the movie but it was popularized yeah the yeah movie. thank you it's it's part of the it's part of the soundtrack okay. so so the the song is the big rock candy mountain wonderful right I'm smiling and just... once you get it in your head it's very difficult to get out of your head and here's the here's something awesome when it gets into my head Jesse knows it because yeah. I can't I can't stop singing the little lines from it. Yep. And she's like, I've heard that song enough. And she does not like that song. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But here's the question. Okay. okay. In the song, The Big Rock Candy Mountain, what was it about the cops, the bulldogs, and the hens? Oh, the cops have wooden legs? Yes. The bulldogs all have rubber teeth? Yes. And the hens lay soft-boiled eggs? Oh, there it is, folks. A 100% correct answer. <laughs> nice job, Michael Anderson. Very, very good. The Big Rock Candy yeah. Mountain. Yeah. yeah. That's. Is there more trivia? Well, I was just, you know, I'm just going to say, for the sake of saying it, we don't endorse everything that's communicated in that song. No. It's I mean, just a funny little song. You get song. A, a sense of the kind of person this man is when he's dreaming of well, cops having wooden legs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Okay, okay. So there it is. Yep. So did I do a good job opening up? You did. That's That was my one trivia question. That was it. I, okay, yeah. I, I, you gave up because I knew know so much about that song. I just gave exactly. those three right away. Yep. Okay. Well, I, I'm going to settle back into my actual role here of asking you questions. Okay. This is where I feel the most comfortable. You are in two days celebrating your thirtieth wedding anniversary. Can you believe that? It doesn't feel right to me. You well, it, f- it doesn't feel, to me either. You feel too young to be celebrating that. Yep. Like. Um, but that's a that's a big deal. So congratulations! Thank on you that. for that. Yeah, thank you. It has been, you know, I think I've shared on this podcast before. It has been my goal for years and years and years, an a- annual goal to to remain happily married. Uh, and as I've said before, that that demands that I that I maintain my own soul and treat my wife a certain way. I don't want to just remain married. I know plenty of people who are married, but they're not happily married. Sure. And, um, and I don't 
that's not what marriage is supposed to be like. Yes. And so I, I aim to be happily married. Um, yeah. and that, and that's, yeah, that's important. So yeah, about 30 years. Can you believe it? That's a big, yeah. That's... So I've known Jesse. We grew up in the same town, uh, just a few miles apart. And I've known Jesse since I was in the sixth grade. So 11 years old. Wow. Yeah. And she's, she was uh, seventh grade, 12 years old. And, um, and we had, we were kind of acquaintances, kind of had mutual friends, but kind of acquaintances in middle school. And then we became really good friends in high school, but we never dated. Mm-hmm. I would have dated her. I actually asked her to homecoming my sophomore year, and she said no. I'm never letting her forget that, <laughs> ever, right? And so, um, and so, which is kind of funny because one of my, she said, she told me she's waiting for somebody else to ask her, which was one of my best friends, a guy I grew up with, okay. who I still communicate with on a regular basis. And so he asked her, she said yes, and then I asked one of her best friends, and then we went as, as a, you know, uh, the four of us went to whatever, wow. I can remember, like, the, whatever the dance was, homecoming, wow. whatever. And so, um, uh, but I'm never going to let her forget that, but, but we were just good friends. We would go out and do things, but never, never as boyfriend, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always thought she was just an incredible person and beautiful, and so, um, but then in, in college, when we were college age, um, uh, we went on a date, and then like the rest was history. We got married within a year. Wow! After the, we I went on our first date in October of 1990. I was one year in college. She was her second year in college, and by that July we got married. So I was 19 years old when we got married. She was 20, and here we are now, 30 years later. 30 years later. Man, I I love your goal that you've said of mm. of, of being happily married. Yeah, and that's a that's an admirable goal that people need to consider because oftentimes, especially those of us who are Christ followers, we can look at divorce rates or other couples and think that the goal is just staying together. Like mm-hmm. I've heard people, while they don't express that with their words, they behave like staying together is yeah. is the is the end goal. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes that's that's a win to to, yep. to just stay together, but that's yep. not where you want to stay. Right. And so. Um, I want to think about uh, advice that you've received regarding marriage. Okay. There's certainly some that you've taken to heart, but let's start with this. The worst marital advice that you have received. Mm. Okay, so this one comes quickly to mind, but I have to add, I have to give a little bit of, I've got to qualify it a little bit. The person that gave me this advice has actually been a very positive influence in my life okay and has given me good advice along the way but in this particular situation their advice uh at least to my recollection is the worst advice (laughs) marriage (laughs) advice that i've ever heard so and and it was and it's just this she'll get over it oh no that that is the advice so you Go do what you want to do, things that she wishes you wouldn't do, whether it's purchases uh, that haven't been agreed upon or activities or whatever. Like you'd live, do your, live your life and do your thing. And if that offends your wife or your spouse, if that hurts their feelings, if it damages her, you know, soul, she'll get over it. Mm -hmm. And, um... That is, 
terrible advice. I will say that uh, clearly, but lovingly, uh, she won't get over it. That's off, right? If that's your kind of mentality regarding that relationship, you've probably proven over and over again, even if you're ignorant to that reality, you've proven over and over again that she won't get over it. Sure. Not when you treat her like that on a regular basis. Right. She won't get over that. That, that yeah. doesn't seem very yeah. biblical according to Ephesians 5. So the um, idea of happily married, <laughs> forget about it. With yeah, that right. mentality, forget about right. it. My, uh, my favorite thing is when people try to, they're well-meaning people, but they try to overlay their own life experiences onto your specific mm-hmm. relationship. So when we were... We've been married for about two weeks. <laughs> yeah, so you're basically and veterans so, at so that we're, point. So we're, we're back from our honeymoon, and we were at Fred Meyer in Burlington, right? And we saw a woman from our our church at that time, and she was just talking to us, you know, how how are things going? And, you know, we're newlywed honeymooners. Oh, it's great. She goes, well, just buckle up. She said, buckle up. <laughs> buckle up, because the first two years are the hardest. And it's like, okay, great. Then um, thank you so much for the encouragement. And we found that not true at all. Yep. uh, At all. And so I just, yeah, that was was probably the worst that I've heard is the first two years. But you you started the podcast. We kind of had a brief conversation about physical fitness and the reality that there's maintenance and upkeep that needs to take place in order to stay healthy. The same is true for for anything, especially our marriages. And and to kind of go, again, back to not just married, but happily married. Happily married, yeah. So so what's what's the best piece of advice, wisdom, that that you've received from someone that you've been able to work into your own relationship? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, that one comes to mind quickly as well. There's been tons of positive influence that I've had from other, other people, family members, uh, fam, uh, Christian family members, you know, as well um, as my biological family. But, but very early on in our marriage, now I'm, again, I have to qualify just about everything I say. I, I have a, I know that I have an aggressive personality. It's an intense personality. I don't try to be that. It just is. It's always been that way. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm constantly trying to temper myself. And um, so Je- Jesse tells me, she says, Brent, you make your point even when you're trying to not make your point. Right? So, so when we get to those places, those situations where I'm actually trying to make my point, for some people it's more than they can handle. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't mean it to be that way. It just, it's just <laughs> that. And so, um, and so... I, early in our marriage, I didn't, I was learning, I was a brand new Christian for one, having grown up in a context that was, that was not, um, that, that was, there's, there was love and, and, and there was lots of good things, but there was other things that were just not, not what the Bible, how the Bible says things are supposed to be. And so uh, like, I'm, I'm just brand new trying to figure out what it means to be a Christian, what, how to honor God with my life and how to you know, be married and all of that. And, um, and there was, a, there was a, a, a woman in our church and her husband that were older than us and who had befriended us, which we were very grateful for. We still love them and, uh, to this day. Um, but they noticed something in our relationship that they didn't want 
to see carry out for a very long period of time. Mm. And so, and so she came to me and, um, and she said, she said, Brent, I have something that I need to talk with you about that I believe is from God, but you need to get yourself in a place to be able to hear it, which was really smart on her point, mm-hmm. or on her part. She, that she's just a mature Christian woman. Right. And her husband was right there as well, but it was like God had prompted her to this. And so, and so she was the one kind of taking the lead in that. And, um, and so I didn't know what to do with that. That's the first time anybody had said that to me, anything like that. Like God has something to tell you through mm. a, a fellow sister in Christ. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll pray about it. And so that I did. And I can't remember how long it was, maybe a couple of weeks at the most. I said, I, I think I'm ready to hear what you have to say. And so they had us to their home. And, um, and I remember her basically crying through the entire message that she wanted to convey to me. And, um, and she did it partly in a way of her own personal testimony and partly in a way of a, a kind of a story. But the bottom line message of it was uh, I was being domineering. What she saw is that I was being domineering to my wife and that... Um, and that she belongs, Jesus, uh, Jesse belongs to Jesus. And that my job is to love her as Christ loved the church, Ephesians 5 stuff. Mm-hmm. And that I need to not um, set about to try to shape and mold her into the person I want her to be. That I was to be kind of hands off in that and allow God to shape and mold her into the person he wanted her to be so that, um, uh, and, and that in that, that's kind of the gist of that message. And that in that, then she would be ultimately who I would take delight in. If I got her to be who I wanted her to be, she wouldn't be the woman that I would be taking delight in. Mm-hmm. And so it was this idea of, I needed to back off. I needed to uh, quit I needed to really rein in kind of that aggressive personality and set about to serve my wife and set about to lead my wife in a, in a, um, a nurturing, kind, strong leadership, but, but in, a, in a way that isn't trying to shape and mold her. Mm-hmm. And so, and so um, I took that to heart. I, I said, I, I'm, I'm trying to learn how to follow Jesus. I'm trying to learn how to be a husband. And I thanked them. They prayed for us, uh, and it was very beautiful. And I committed to Je- I committed to the Lord. Um, I committed to Jesse that I was going to strive uh, to to do what this um, what this dear woman had shared with me um, that was from the Lord. And I this is from God, and um, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna be attentive to this. Um, and okay, so that was within the first uh, first year, maybe two years of our marriage. Um, and I, I've not certainly not been perfect in that, but I I think if we had Jesse on on the podcast today, and we were to say, and she could talk plain, you know, uh, kind of openly, um, has has that happened? Has Brent been faithful to that? And I think that she would say that. And I think all of us 
I mean, you, you've been around us a ton for a decade, mm -hmm. and anybody and everybody that's ever, you know, been close to us or um, worked with us or anything like that sees what an incredible woman Jessie is. Heart and soul, she loves God, she loves people, she loves the church, she's a servant, she's a hard worker, she's a team player. I mean, she's a great friend. I mean, she's just uh, an incredible person. <clears throat> and I don't take, the only credit I can take for any of that would be to say, I, I had to change my ways, repent of, of trying to get her to be who I wanted to be, even though I was doing that. I, I, if I was doing that, I wasn't doing it purposely. It's mm -hmm. just, it was just my personality and me trying to learn how to be a, a, a man and a, and a Christian and a, and, a, and a husband. But the only credit I could take to any of that would be to say, I tried to step back and let Jesus do his work. And I think Jesus has done an incredible work in her. And, um, and I'm fortunate enough to be the beneficiary of it because she, she is a wonderful spouse and, um, and uh, my best friend. So yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty good. So that's, a, that's my answer to that question. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Good stuff. Certainly a lot to apply for the rest of us as well. Um, you were you've, you and I were talking about, and this is you talking to me about something that's coming up in the month of August um, that you're gonna you're gonna offer uh, to a couple couples. Yeah, right we're just we're just calling it Marriage Boost. Um, so so Jesse and I are leading this thing in August and it's just going to be a w weekly get together. There's going to be a fun element to it, uh, some discussion, um, but, but it's really just, it's not meant for the newlyweds, um, people that have been married for a while and, um, and could use a boost mm -hmm. if their, if their marriage, if their marriage is in shambles and I hate to say it like that, but if their marriage is really, really deteriorated, this boost probably won't be much of a help to them. Right. But, you know, I think it's good every once in a while to have a, a, a uh, somebody uh, or some people to come alongside of and, and really kind of give your, your marriage kind of a shot in the arm, if you will, as, as, as the saying goes. And that's what that's intended to be. We're going to have some fun together and uh, some good discussion and I'm sure some good prayer and that and just try to be an encouragement to a handful of couples um, that ho hopefully be good. That will be amazing. That's going to be a, a great time in August, and I know you've said that's um, you've just invited a couple a couple people, so that's not a not a an open thing uh, to the church. Yeah, so just just yeah, to clarify that four or five couples that are be going to be a part of that. Well, I certainly hope you have a wonderful time enjoying your um, your thirtieth anniversary. I know you will because at this moment. You're lounging by a pool. Okay. That's... <laughs> well, not at the moment of this recording. You and I are not lounging by pool. Yeah. By a pool. Yeah. Um, we're hard at work. Yes. When this is heard. But when this is... When this goes out into uh, Podcastville, I will be probably lounging by a pool. Enjoy it. Yes. Yes.